This is MJ. Welcome to another Rider Cast 17. This time I'm going to be talking about Common Rider Ghost. First of all, I will start off with the meta information. Common Rider Ghost ran from October 4, 2015 to September 25, 2016. The first and second episodes were written by Takuro Fukuda and directed by Satoshi Morota. That's who I wanted to look up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a bit about Takuro Fukuda. He's previously known as the secondary writer of Ultraman Max and Ultra 7X, and he was the head writer for this show. So, the... Uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting because he was an Ultraman writer before, and then he came over to Kamen Rider. Satoshi Morota, uh, the director... Uh, I wanted to read a little bit about him. Um, oh, I have read read about him because uh, he was the like head director for Blade. Uh, he also directed a bunch of episodes of Hibiki, uh, kind of randomly, 3, 4, 9, 10, 17, 18, 23, 24, 30, 31. Uh, he also did a handful of double episodes, maybe 10 of them, uh, about the same amount of O's, about the same amount of Forze, uh, Wizard, Gaim, uh, Drive a bunch, um, and then... He didn't direct every single episode of Ghost, but it was 1, 2, 5, 6, 11, 12, 17, 18, 23, 24, 47, 48, 49. So he's probably the, the main guy because those are, I think, the uh, the major episodes. Um, again, like almost 10 of X-Aid and Build and uh, Zio, even though Zio is uh, the currently running show. And he did um, 7, 8, 13, 14, 19, 20. 25 and 26, and we're up to 40 episodes, so I don't know if he's done more and they just haven't updated it because the show is uh, still ongoing or what. Um, oh, man, that's cool. He had a, co- a cameo in uh, Kamen Rider Double uh, towards the end, and uh, he had a cameo in Forze as well, which is pretty funny. Um, it doesn't say where, but he, he looked like they had him cast as a teacher. Anyway, moving on from that, the uh, opening song for Ghost is, well, I would call it We Think Therefore We Are, but it's Warewaromo Yue Ni Warera Ari. And the, let me see. Yeah, but it's We Think Therefore We Are. Um, it says that it was performed by, uh, on the wiki, it says it's performed by Kishidan. Um, but let me see. The lyric and composer are not Fuchiko Yobu. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, it's a show, Azanokuzi. Whoa, Azanokuzi. Huh, interesting. Arranger, it says it's uh, Takashi Kiyuchi, and the singer is oh, Kishidan. Um, and uh, anyway, that's kind of interesting. The It's funny, I see the album art for the um, the band, and they look uh, like a bunch of Bonjo guys, which I thought was really funny that they like didn't do the... The thing for Forze. Um, although, uh, Ghost has a high schooly vibe a little bit. At least Takuri does because he's, you know, that young. Anyway, moving on to talking about the suit actors. Uh, I'll just mention Seiji Takawa today because he uh, portrayed Kamen Rider Ghost. And uh, any other suit actors... There's only two other suit actors mentioned um, on the episode. So, uh, I, I, I won't get into that. The premise of Kamen Rider Ghost is that uh, Takaru Tenkuji was uh, the heir to the Daitenku Temple, and on his 18th birthday, he was killed, but now he's a ghost. And he can fight against the Ganma. I'm kind of chuckling because this is the narration over like every episode. 
Um, anyway, and he is a ghost, and he has 99 days to recover 15 heroic icons, which are something special that I'll talk about later. Uh, and with these gathered, much like the Dragon Balls, he can make a wish come true, even uh, while well, he has the power to do anything, supposedly. But I'm, I'm assuming it's basically like having a wish come true, uh, where he can make himself be alive again. And uh, the Ganma are also after these things. And they will wreak havoc and kill people to do that. So he fights against them, and in so fighting them, um, he it takes him all, uh, closer to gathering the icons because they're trying to get them. So if he stays involved with them, uh, he'll be able to find them and uh, get them before they do. Moving on to the cast, first I'm going to talk about Takaru Tenkuji, who is the eponymous commoner ghost, of course. Um, he's an interesting character. Uh, I feel like I identify with him a lot. He uh, really doesn't want to die. He wants to be a hero. Um, but he acknowledges that he has spent his time dreaming about that and not doing much about it. He uh, fantasizes and idealizes this idea of being a hero, especially because his dad told him that he would have to become a hero when he was eight. Um, but he hasn't been training and he hasn't been working hard. He hasn't been trying to prove himself or really do anything other than pine and wish for the things that he wants to have in his life. And I find that to be pretty compelling and interesting and, uh, it definitely makes him flawed. Um, and I like that in a hero. Uh, I, I find it really compelling and, um, he has like this mini arc in the first episode where... Uh, he gets the reason that he died was because he never tried, never tried, never trained, never got himself up to the level of being like an actual ghost hunter or being spiritually sensitive enough to see ghosts or things like that. And then it all happens when he gets the icon from his dad. Um, but as he's laying dying, <laughs> he realizes that he just, he didn't put the work in and that's why he failed. But then when he has the chance to come back as ghost, um, he says that he's going to believe in himself. And I think he'd said he was going to believe in himself before he died, but he realized that, you know, like I said again and again, he hadn't done the work. But, you know, uh, Sage tells him that having the icon is going to empower him and enable him to fight the Ganma so he knows he can do it um, and he can't die again, which is <clears throat> uh, played for laughs a little bit. I, I like that. Um, it adds an element of fun to it, uh, especially because, you know, you could ask what are the stakes, but the stakes are other people's lives are at risk. Um, so, you know, it's kind of fun to see Takaru get you know beaten around a bit, which he does because he's, you know, arrogant and um, or undisciplined, unschooled and not quite prepared for battle. But um, he's able to to manage it. And I really enjoyed that. Akari comes off a little bad because she's played as skeptical to a fault or like beyond credulity in the first and second episode and that's not cool but it is interesting that uh, she's more proactive she's obviously involved in school which um, Takaru isn't um, like they're, they're childhood friends she's I think a couple of years older than him and she's going places in lives and she, in her life and she's like making not necessarily a name for herself but she's trying to forge a path in life. And it's ironic because Takru talks about wanting to do that. And uh, in contrast to him, she's pining for things that are grounded and realistic and more concrete, but she's actually pursuing them. And perhaps it's because her dreams uh, or her wishes aren't as grandiose as his that she, um, you know, is accomplishing them or achieving them. But maybe it's also because she's a more determined, more focused person. And because she doesn't allow herself to uh, be swept away in the romanticism of heroes and things like that, she takes um, 
action uh, and like destiny into her own hands. And I think um, she has a lot of positive qualities that Takru can learn from and start to emulate himself to be a better person, really. I don't think we got enough of Onari for me to really say much about him other than he's driven and disciplined. Uh, he's a little bit sycophantic or, gosh, he's like waiting for Takru to man up and uh, take ownership of his life and responsibility for the temple and really truly step into the role of the heir and, you know, be this ghost hunter like his dad was. And, um, gosh, I don't really know what to say. I can't really tease anything greater out of that, but I feel like there is some depth there that is kind of being overlooked um, or it's yet to be revealed. Um, I mean, he seems pretty genuine. Uh, there's a weird moment where he kind of ships <laughs> um, Akari and Takaru uh, and she, you know, bops him or whatever in response to that. Uh, oh, and then, well, anyway, there's a funny moment where he's over her in episode two trying to wake her up because he thinks she's, you know, too hurt or something and she screams because she's you know wakes up with him in her face um but that's more a moment between them than you know just something strictly about onari um but i'm i don't know like and there's even a funny bit so he's he's kind of a comedic character but there's a funny bit where sage uh puts inspiration puts an idea into his head um that makes him start the uh not detective agency but like the paranormal investigation part of the service of uh of the temple there of the Daitenku Temple, and um, that's kind of funny because he wants to see ghosts, and he uh, claims that he's you know spiritually developed and um, has grown uh, because of his discipline and whatnot, and it hasn't helped him to see ghosts yet. And um, gosh, I don't know. There's something. There's like the the seed of something there that I want to talk about, but I don't quite have the words to talk about it, or maybe even the context from the show uh, in these first two episodes to really. Um, say what I need to, but he's an interesting character, and I like him. A lot of fun. The dynamic between between Takru and um, Akari is interesting. Uh, like, I don't think there's the romance stuff there, but there's definitely, like, a intimate relationship between them, and I like all the history that they have and how she's willing to call him out on his shortcomings and how he just kind of takes it because he knows that it's true. Um, now something interesting is that between like Onari represents, you know, faith, so to speak, and, uh, Akari represents, you know, science or, or skepticism perhaps. And Takaru is very much in the middle of them. And they have a couple scenes where the two of them are trying to get him on their side. And he kind of, he states kind of boldly that he's going to see what he believes, but he's open to believing in things that, uh, Akari isn't quite yet open to believing. And I like that. I want to say dynamism, but I feel like that's just the word in my head right now. I don't, it's not necessarily what I mean to say. I like that aspect of Takru that he's uh, wanting to balance those things and uh, he's open to things, but he wants to be convinced. He wants to be, to find that things are true. Um, and he kind of feels like he wants to look at the truth of, of the world and see it the way it really is, but he's open to like things being special, things being romantic, things being more than what you know meets the eye. And I don't know, that's interesting. Like the three of them form a very interesting character dynamic uh, in these first two episodes that I really enjoyed watching. Next up, we have uh, Shibuya and Narita who are, uh, Shibuya's the one with the glasses, Narita doesn't have glasses. They're like junior disciples at the monk or 
the monastery, the temple, and uh, they're learning from Winari. We don't get much out of them. They're more support staff uh, in these episodes, and we don't get to see too much from them. But they're mm, kind of interesting, charming guys doing, uh, you know, monk stuff, I guess, learning too. Uh, and then we have Sage, who introduces um, Takuru to the whole fact that he's dead and that he can become ghost and what the icon is and what it does. And he serves a very mechanical purpose in the episodes, although it's really funny. He talks about who he is. You know, I'm everyone and I'm no one. And Takuru says, are you God? And he's like, no, nothing that grandiose. And anyway, he he bops uh, Takuru around. He is kind of rough with him. Um, and I, I like the... oh. Well, and then also, like, later he gets in goofy costumes and he appears to Takuru at his place, but he's kind of aloof and all over the place, and I like him as a mentor-esque character. Um, I think he's really interesting, and what they do with him, uh, what they're doing with him now, it sets you up to, I don't know, kind of be open to the unexpected with him. And uh, like I mentioned, how he played with Onari earlier. That's funny. And then I saw in the preview for episode three that he like appears to Akari. So it's like, I don't know. He's an interesting guy. I get an interesting vibe. I love his like aloof, like stoner sage or Zen master uh, kind of uh, attitude that he has. It's really fun. Yurusin is like an expository machine slash tutorial character who helps out Takaru and just kind of pops in and out and says things, makes fun of Takaru, uh, helps him learn the rules, and uh, it's just, I really like Yurusin. Uh, it's a very weird character, and I'm into it. Uh, Takaru's dad dies when he's eight years old, and he tells his son that he has to become a hero, and he gives him uh, this sword, or the like scabbard guard or whatever for from Musashi's, um, one of Musashi's katanas, and uh, we don't know much else about him, but other than he was this great ghost hunter and... I'm sure that'll be linked to stuff later on in the rest of the show. So moving on to the villains, we've got Mysterious Man in Black Hat with glasses. He does stuff with Ganma. He creates them. He influenced the uh, professor who became Edison. We don't know much else about him. Uh, he's mysterious, and he works with this young man who um, has a very interesting character design as far as his outfit is concerned. And he's aloof, and he seems to be running Ganma stuff maybe uh, I don't know if they're in partnership or if one of them works for the other or how that goes, but that's who they are. Um, and then uh, I'll close up talking about, uh, I like the overall dynamic of all the uh, Daitenku Temple people together, including Akari. Um, it's interesting that they're all linked to each other and they have kind of an interesting relationship because Takuru is supposed to be like the heir and master of the temple because he, you know, inherited it from his dad. But I'm guessing Onari basically had to raise Takaru, um, and that's pretty interesting. Like, where's his mom and stuff? I don't know. And then uh, he probably has a familial relationship somewhat with um, Shibuya and Narita, but I don't know how long ago they came on to the temple and all those different details. Um, but they all work, you know, closely together and have kind of a nice feel. And then Akari... Um, while she butts heads with Onari, uh, she definitely has that tightness with um, Takru, and it kind of makes them all blend together, but they're all different people, and they don't feel samey. They feel pretty distinct, and like they're all separate characters, which is really enjoyable. So, you know, positive overall dynamic. So the design of the show uh, features lots and lots of eyes, and uh, I dig that. Um, I think it's pretty cool. It's all about waking up and awakening of the soul or whatever and uh opening your third eye and and that's something that um Takuru's dad even mentions before he dies like you're gonna have to open your mind's eye and you know 
become a hero and all this other stuff. And uh, it's really interesting. Uh, Chakra's using the eye. The Ganma are using eyes. They're all using icons, so the powers are linked like in classic Kamen Rider stuff. Um, but there's a spirituality aspect linked with the eye that is pretty cool. And I just think pretty much it, it looks awesome for the most part. Even like Urusen is a, a big eye ghost. Um, and the, uh, you know, there's spirits or whatever inside the icons that the Ganma use. And... Um, they're able to be manipulated somehow. They have belts on them that look like eyes. <laughs> um, so I really like the eyes. And then also I noticed one of the Ganma on its face has multiple eyes other than the two probably that the suit actor is using to look out of for the most part. And I think that's pretty interesting. I really like all the design work. Um, very simply, Ghost and um, the Ganma are like base black with uh, pops of color on them in different areas. Um, Ghost has a cool transformation during nighttime, and his all the orange bits on his suit glow, but they're just outlined, so it's like not overpowering at all, except for the uh, the white eye on his chest. It, it glows white, um, and I think it's just really cool. I really dig it. I like the ghost suit. I like the the parka ghosts. I think is what they call them, the hoodie ones. Um, and it's funny that like his it first flies around, and he doesn't realize that it's his, and then it gets on him and stuff, and then you know. He becomes you know, ghost, or he, he gets that power, and then it like puts his face on too. So that's a weird thing. But the Ganma are also basically parkas. It's base black suits with a parka or jacket and vest thing of some sort. Um, so all the designs like kind of up top and then hanging down from them, and then they have you know black faces and just plain blue eyes. Um, which I think for the most, most of them, well, I don't know, some of them, their eyes stay the same, some of them get extra eyes and stuff, but they have all these accessories hanging off of them, uh, that form their armor, which is pretty cool. And then I really like the idea of the Ganma can carry around little Ganma icons, um, like the sword one does, the katana one, I think, and he throws them out and then they become these blank suited Ganma that have hoodies on that have eyes on them as well. So like, it's all very consistent design. It all looks like it very much came from the same thing, which uh, makes me wonder if I like, can Oh, spoilers. I wonder if, like, uh, it just makes me wonder about the Source of the Icon stuff and who made it and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I really I really dig it. Um, I don't know what else I can say. Oh, uh, I guess I'll talk about this now. I like how old-school writery... Um, oh, never mind. The, the uh, hoodie Ganma, the blank ones, don't have eyes yet. They get eyes when they get combined with an item of some sort. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, but these guys... Uh, it's like a very base common Rider design. Like, like they look like old mooks. They've got boots. They've got gloves. They've got hoods, and they're mirroring directly uh, what Takru has in his power set, which always tickles me because I really like the original common Rider and I like the, you know, hero having the power of evil basically and using it for good. Um, that really gets to me. Uh, I like how simple his form changes are too. I mean, they're a little complex, but overall they're simple. He pulls out his main icon and then his parka disappears and then he puts a new one into the belt and he you know clicks it or whatever and then he gets a new parka or a new parka ghost comes out and then it attaches to him with a little song and dance which I kind of dig the song and dance it doesn't really or the song really uh it doesn't bother me at all and I liked his musashi form I liked how it looked overall I like how the different forms offer different weapons. Um, all, if you're looking on the on the website on mjmunios.com or if you're looking at the video version of this over on YouTube on my Recipher channel, you'll see uh, Edison's Ghost 2. Uh, I love all the eye puns. Like he, the His weapons have eyes on him and his belt has an eye and he can make eye contact between uh, a weapon and his belt so that it makes, the, uh, it makes for the finisher. And uh, I also like that it's clear, like 
how he has to his Musashi thing. He does the eye symbol over it, the the scabbard guard. Um, he does the eye symbol on it, and he unlocks like the power of Mimoto Musashi. Um, a generic icon, a Ganma icon, gets combined with a sword into a sword Ganma, and uh, the other was like a lance or whatever, and it got turned into that kind of Ganma. It was fusing an item and this spirit basically turns it into a, a ghost of that thing. And I really like that idea. And I also really like it when he's fighting the Ganma um, and he's slashing them, those, all those hoodie ones, like ink comes out of them. Because we saw earlier that the black hat guy was forming them out of ink, basically. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. Um, something ridiculous that happens is the uh, iguana boat, Captain Ghost. Um, it's a crazy... CGI thing. I'm sure it's uh, one of those toy selling things that appears in the first episode and maybe in like two or three other episodes for short snippets of time like other common Raiders do. Um, but I kind of like it. Uh, there's something charming about it, although it's weird that it like squeaks and stuff while it's jumping around. I don't know if that was like just to draw the attention of, you know, eight-year-olds to uh, make them want to buy that. But it's pretty cool that Taku's bike um, combines with it and that's how he's able to control um, Captain Ghost, but then again, Captain Ghost can go off in his own and fight, uh, which he does in the, uh, Edison, well, he appears in the Edison episode, the second episode, and, uh, that's what happens. Um, now, I find it interesting that his face, Takaru's face changes, depending on the goat, um, on the ghost that he has, but, like, basically there's the two black eyes, and then there's a colored thing for each parka, making a shape, like, for Edison, it's a light bulb, for Musashi, it was two, uh, swords crossing at each other, because he was a dual-wielding swordsman, um, according to legend, I, probably pretty accurate. Um, I really like, like Takaru's bike. I like that him transforming while riding his bike transforms his bike into a rider machine, which is technically what the common rider bikes are called in at least the Heisei era. I don't know about Showa at all. Um, but it's cool. It's like a horse, like a black horse unicorn thing. And it, you know, blends in pretty well with him or it matches him fairly well. And I like that. I think his suit is a great design. Um, I really like his mask, the big black eyes. Um, I don't know what else to say, but uh, I like a lot of what's going on in Ghost. The look of it is really good. It's like very simple, very kind of classic, but if a classic type thing was being forced to be like a modern Heisei era show where there's all these form changes and stuff, and uh, I like that it's sticking mostly with the base form. Uh, and then just adding stuff on top of it, kind of like how Drive did. It's interesting to see the iterations, how they change. You know, Forza did that, but then after Forza, it was Wizard, and th those were pretty big form changes, although it was, I mean, you can argue it was just kind of colors. Uh, and then Gaim had totally wild different form changes. Um, so, yeah. I like the look of Kamen Rider Ghost. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I think the design work is really good. Uh, so I'm going to close up with my overall thoughts. I like the fact that Takaru... Um, it basically is going to be finding the 15 icons by getting involved, w like finding a strange thing going on, a strange phenomenon going on in town that the Gon were involved in because uh, somehow they're going to get all these 15 heroic icons within the confines of, you know, Tokyo or whatever area he's in. Um, but basically he can go where the trouble's headed and he can, it's going to be like an arms race to see who can get the icons first. And I'm assuming they'll be able to steal them from him and he'll be able to steal them from him kind of like in O's, the medals, how that worked. Um, but one thing I really liked about it is that the show really feels like it has a message of believing in yourself, but also putting in the hard work. Like, you can't just arrogantly assume that you're going to be great at things because you want to be. Uh, if you do that, you're going to get killed, like Takaru. Um, but if you're given a chance, like, you might be giving, be getting a chance right here by seeing this in the show. Um, 
you might learn that you have to work hard at things and that you can believe in yourself and you can believe in something greater than yourself, like the ideal of heroism or the ideal that, you know, heroes are something that really exists. You know, they say don't meet your heroes, but you can embody the qualities of your heroes, whether they're flawed or not. Even if they are selfish or rude or mean or actually bad people in reality, you can still take all the heroic characteristics of them and use them to do good. And that's what Takaru has done uh, in these first two episodes. Um, like the real life Edison was a bad guy in some ways and uh takaru you know pushes past that and embodies the best of people and um you know he's going to be helping others in the meantime to do that uh but ultimately it's going to help him grow and i just like like i can see because this is a kid show that it's going to be like very morally instructive and but in a really cool way and i really like that because i think moral instruction is a great thing to have in children's media and you know it's exciting to watch too all the fight scenes were good um i like the characters i think it's going to be a good show so i got a spike in subscribers once i put the show on itunes and maybe google play too um so i appreciate everybody who's newly listening to another writer cast this is also on youtube on recipher but you can always find everything i do on mgmunios.com and uh, i want to thank you for um, subscribing and joining and uh, I really uh, appreciate that and I would appreciate comments up uh, before I ask some questions to you that I'd like you to uh, answer uh, if you want to contact me either on the website or you know on YouTube or whatever um, I want to let you know that I have another a separate uh, tokusatsu podcast where I just talk about general tokusatsu and I haven't done too much with it but I've kind of sampled different things and uh, jumped around different topics, uh, different episodes of things, reviewing those and talking about those. And I'm also going to be talking about the Ultraman anime uh, season two that's going to be on Netflix pretty soon. So I'm doing a bunch of tokusatsu stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to streamline it all and just kind of have one source. And another writer cast will end at some point after I'm done with it. And then just kind of that'll be it. But again, you can go to my site and find the, all the different podcasts I do and check those out too if you're interested. That's mjmunios.com. And now for the questions. What do you think about Kamen Rider Ghost? What did you think about this debut? Uh, is it your favorite show? Is it your least favorite show? Who's your favorite character? Who's your least favorite character? Um, and why for all these things? I know Ghost is a bit of a divisive show, but I've seen the whole thing. I really like it. I think it's great and uh, feels very classic and, and good to me. And uh, I'd love to know what you think about it, and let's have a little conversation about it. So anyway, you can comment me wherever, like I said before, and like you'll hear in this little uh, intro or outro thing coming up. So anyway, until next time, folks, be well. MJMunoz.com is home for all my work, podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more, plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash mjmunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.